Dear, I believe there is a shop we want to go to. Akane pointed towards a shop where a Kalamshite woman in her 50s was cleaning a chair from hairs. Do you need a haircut, love? Matthew found it weird, in particular after the sword transformed him. No, but we could use some time there, trust me. When they got near the small shop, tended by the woman alone, she turned to them with a glaring smile. Be most welcome, dear patrons. The stars, wherever they shine, smile upon this meeting. With her open arms, she greeted the party. They call me Bernie, and I tend this most humble of barbershops. Bless the hour when we meet, milady. The half-orc bowed deep to the woman. I am Akane, and these are Osmus and Matthew, my partners in life and in our current quest. May I ask what the quest is? We journey through this hellscape in order to try and save the besieged city of El Turl, Lady Bernie, Osmus said, taken somewhat back by the forthrightness of his half-orc partner. The four of you are the primers charged with this holy quest, then? The smile upon the Kalamshite lady's face was not that of evil, but of one who both recognizes and validates bravery. Please, allow me to offer you what little service I have, a small token of my gratitude towards your selfless act. I offer both barber services, and what small amount of healing I have access to. We would be most honored to have access to your services, milady, Akane said, sitting happily on her barber chair. Dash. Let me tell you a story from my childhood, yes? It was some time ago, of course, but I was raised east of El Turl, quite a while before the companion shone upon the city. Back then, the countryside was much wilder, much more savage, it was very dangerous for me and my parents, the roaming bands of bandits always closer and closer to our home. You see, I was a tiny tiny girl back then, there was nothing I could do to protect myself, my parents were the ones who knew something about defense, but they had to leave home to provide us with food. One day, while dad and mom were away, one of these bands entered my home. At first, I was terrified, of course, but I could not notice they were afraid as well. I was a small girl, and yet they were afraid as well. I could not help myself, and amidst my fear curiosity took the best of me, and I asked why are you here? They had their hands on their weapons hilts, it was clear I was a wrong word would result in my death. Don't be alarmed, I assure you I did not die. A peal of hearty laughter echoed, unnaturally joyful, under the hellish sky, from both Bernie and Akane. As I was saying, I was walking on a razor's edge, but fear stopped me from trying to flee. To my surprise, one of the bandits replied. And his voice was as scared as mine. He said that they were searching for shelter, and that they had nowhere to rest and sleep. At that moment I began to suspect they were not as evil as I thought of them. Little did I know they weren't evil at all, just scared and hungry. Mom got home before Dad and, after the first surprise, she was quite fast to hear their side, quite faster than me, at least. They told us of how they were all orphans, never have had a place to call their home during the entirety of their lives, and that they stole so that they could feed themselves. They were being honest, I'm sure. Mom had a knack for luring the truth out of people. Dad got home closer to dusk, he had brought supper. Mom talked to him, and they both agreed to let the people dine with us, there was enough food for all of us, luckily. They also slept under Mom and Dad's care, in our home. The next morning, Dad made us breakfast, the people ate with us. They thanked us wholeheartedly for our hospitality, they told us no one had ever looked after them, at all, and that they experienced what it was like to have a mom and a dad for the first time with us. Mom took me out with her that next day, and she explained to me that what I did was right. That evil and good are not absolutes, but a result of birth, of how and where one grows up, the kind of support they find around them. She told me that one cannot assume evil in other hearts just because everything points towards this conclusion. 
Bernie gave a quick glance towards Lulu, with motherly warmth in her eyes. That the heart may hide good, and one must give the chance for the heart to show itself before making judgments. And Akane's beard was trimmed closely, as he preferred, while his hair had braids flowing softly towards his back. It matched his look greatly. Dash. Your turn, Matt. The half-orc gave him a nudge towards the smiling Kalamshite. Okay. The human sat at her barber chair. Please, Lady Bernie, no braids. Of course, honey. Your face calls for something plainer. She then examined his hair's roots. How curious. Green natural hair. Is this magic? Yes, but not from any of us. Ancient, dark magic from other realms. Bernie's eyes stared into Matthew's and, for a second, he could swear there was a glint of bronze behind them. The Feewild was rash on you, have it not? Matthew wasn't able to reply, taken back by the knowledge this seemingly mundane barber lady possessed. But let's trim these sides, shall we? And she began her labor on his hair. Oh, I remember when I first got here. It was only a couple of years back, you see? I'm new here, actually, and Mahadi is kind enough to allow me to my work in his emporium's grounds. A true gentleman, he is, despite his facade. When I first got to Avernus, however, I was alone and had nothing to do here. I'm but a humble barber lady, after all. Near me, there was a huge wreck structure, half buried under the infertile land of the wasteland, only its top was visible. I have always been a very curious lady, you see? I could not help but explore that menacing, yet vulnerable, structure. Inside, just like outside, the whole structure was solid sheets of iron bolted together. Most likely there were structural columns and many sorts of infernal paraphernalia behind those panels, but I didn't care to find out, to be honest. I can assure, you, I had a hard time climbing the floors, but since I met no dangers, I kept going. It should have crashed very little time before my arrival, there were many things ready for taking, but I cared not for carrying former devilish apparel. A good hour, maybe more, elapsed before I got to a floor where there were no more ascending paths. I'm quite sure it was a very noble floor, there were many complicated machines made up of expensive metals and other materials. What I found most intriguing, however, was a locked dark iron container in a room to the corner of the floor. There were three barrels with hellish symbols, which looked like a locking mechanism. Of course, I tried to solve the riddle, but after my third attempt a loud alarm sounded throughout the whole structure, and I got really scared. What if the alarm summoned any danger? I'm ashamed to admit this, but I fled, then and there. Up to this day, I still wish to know whatever it contained. It smelled like destiny. Like it contained the key to something important. With this, Bernie took a step back to analyze her work. I guess it's passable. Matthew looked himself upon the mirror the lady offered, and never in his whole life was his hair this well trimmed. It is perfect, Lady Bernie. Thank you very much, for the tail and the haircut. Dash. Now it's your turn, dear. The Kalamshite lady ushered Osmus onto her barber chair. Any requests for your beautiful hair? Those who keep it longer usually have more requests, she laughed softly. Trimming the points? The tiefling laughed more out of politeness. So it will be. And she got to work, quite fast. This should be a short while. During this time allow me to be more straightforward than with your boyfriends, she whispered the last part and followed on whispering. Beware your heart, tiefling. Evil, pure and absolute, exists not in the hearts of the peoples, but it certainly reeks from this cursed land. Wander not far from the path of light and knowledge, lest Avernus evil slip into you. She then measured the length of Ozma's hair from a couple angles. 
I guess we are ready. She handed him her mirror. I hope you like the trimming. Thank you, Lady Bernie. It is quite nice to get rid of my dried points for once. I would also recommend you throw away those coins you carry. Asmodeus has a twisted way of using them to corrupt the souls of mortals. Dash. The four of you, please come here. Bernie sat at a corner over a large rug with intricate red and copper patterns. Please, take a seat. The three humanoids sat on the rug, and Lulu rested upon Akane's lap. Bernie's eyes now clearly shone with a copper gleam for a few seconds, then they become alight by a searing blue and silver light, and a male, deep, roaring voice rolled from her lips. As the celestial touched have already noticed, Valeristil is not a common human woman. She is a member of my Platinum Court and my agent in this place of desolation. Your quest and hers are quite separate from one another, but you near the end of yours, and you may need more help than you imagine. I offer you three boons so that you can succeed and better the hope of our worlds. First, heed Valeristil's words. She is far-traveled and wise beyond mortal wisdom. All advice she offered is precious. Take them to heart. Second, this sapphire is a material gift for your use. Then the party noticed a fist-sized marquise cut sapphire that wasn't there before in the center of the rug. Call my name while holding it and it will grant you a powerful boon. Third, and last, I offer you this piece of knowledge, the demon lord Yanag who marches to Avernus as we speak. In twelve hours, his army will invade the Avernian wasteland. Zeriel knows of this and will be preoccupied with the battle. Yanag who intends to recall his pet, Krokektoek. This foul beast, ever hungry, longs for divine blood most of all, and now you have two members of celestial blood amongst you. Use his hunger to free El Turl. And Bernie's eyes returned to their normal, as the sounds of the bazaar suddenly resumed. Our secret will be safe in your hands, I'm sure. But please, if you get word of, or find out about any activities regarding Tiamat, I urge you to try and warn me. We must never again let her escape. 